The following is a paid program on this station. The views expressed on this program are general in nature and are not intended to be investment advice. Any discussion of individual securities should not be considered as a recommendation or solicitation by the presenters. Securities offered through Cateray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Retirement Freedom, a program about how to realize your retirement dreams with hosts Shane Kloniger, Susan Carter, and Alex Carter, and sponsored by SC Financial Group, an independent advisory investment firm located in Bellevue, Washington. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions, not just about wealth accumulation, but also about wealth distribution how to grow your money, how to keep it safe, and how to plan for retirement. The lines are open so you can call in and ask your financial and retirement questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And now, here are your hosts for Retirement Freedom, Shane, Susan, and Alex. Well, good morning, everybody. Shane Kloniger here, Susan Carter. Uh, Alex isn't with us today, so it's just the two of us holding down the fort. If you want to call into the show today, please do, 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. We'll take any financial question you might have, especially with what maybe what happened this last week uh, you know, with the stock market, et cetera, Susan. There's a lot going on. Boy, is there. Uh, a lot of movement for the first time in quite a while. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't much volatility in the market. And what I always tell everybody is that, you know, don't get complacent uh, with this lack of volatility because it's coming back. Uh, it's so funny to me. I've seen this from, you know, 87, 2001, 2002, 2008. And here we are again coming around with one of the longest runs with low volatility. Uh, everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, Look, volatility hasn't gone anywhere. It's just in, it's in hibernating. It's market pricing. It's market adjusting to the times. And we had, ironically, it was good news this time that seems to have driven the market down a little bit. That's when I like to see volatility. Right. Is off of the good news because that's a good check against it to see if it also bounces back. Uh, you know, I, here's the other thing that kind of I, I have to admit it's it doesn't really bother me. It's just something that I think should be talked about more, which is when you're looking at at, at adjustments. Okay, when they would call dips, corrections. This isn't even a dip yet. No. Uh, you know, we need five percent for that as far as the one day. Uh, two and a half is a pretty good chunk, but it's certainly not even to that level when we've had tons of dips and, and, and corrections, et cetera. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at numbers, when the base is about 25,000 and you're looking at a 665 point movement, you, you know, you can't think of it like when the, when the index was at 10,000. Right. The and, magnitude is far different, but the headlines love it. Well, market, it, you know, Trump screws up, market crashes 665 because he put too many jobs out there. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's <laughs> the iron. Sorry. I know it's the, it's, it's a what in the world? It's so ironic to me. Yeah. I mean, come on. Really? Oh my you gosh. Throwing that, that out there? You just cracked me up with that one. You're uh, absolutely right. Though. So you got to look at it from a percentage point. Okay. So the market moves by two and a half down. Um, if I blend the percentages of where we are over the last few years and the volatility, it is nothing. If you go back many, many years, you're going to see that, you know, the market moved a lot 
in the high ones, low twos. Yeah, that, that was normal, but it's, it was on a percentage basis. It's not. It's not attention grabbing when you say the markets move by fifty two points. Right. It's attention grabbing when you say six hundred and sixty, and you've been an investor for thirty years. And the, and the key thing here is what you're saying is keep your perspective, see it for what it is, not not for what the fear-based marketing um, is trying to sell you. You know, we don't know what, what's going to happen on Monday, but my inclination is is that the market has just reacted to positive news, about, and, and there's some fear of some inflation kicking in. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes what we see is, is the market has almost too much of a reaction to initial news, and then they digest it, and a day or two later, it kind of comes back around to reality. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking this will be curious to watch in the next week, but I don't see the Fed, I see the, the Fed being very responsible in the way that they have said we'll, pro- we'll most likely make several adjustments over the course of this year. They're not talking about, you know, oh my God, we gotta, you know, slam on the brakes, everybody. You know, the, the car's going off the road. Yeah. And we need to all take a breath and say, there are good things happening in our economy. The world economic environment is stronger and better than it's been for yeah. quite a while. Well, what's crazy about so, that is, is yes, whether, whether you're going to get Fed, corrections or you're going to get little corrections as a result of that. Whether the Fed moves it 25 basis points three or four times this year or five, can it slow down the train that is, that is just rolling down the tracks with all the good stuff to support all the stock-based companies in this country? I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Is it bad for bonds if it cranks up all of a sudden and you're long on the bonds? Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's gonna you're gonna get killed. But most people have already adjusted for that five years ago. Right. So you know, when I see all this news coming out and everyone's all concerned, um, you know, there's always there's always a reason why you should be concerned when all of a sudden there's a massive. Uh, movement in the market. And oh, when I, yeah. And when I, the reason We're not I'm discounting saying, it. When I, the reason why I'm saying it that way is is you really had really no negative movement whatsoever. It just kept piling on top. And there wasn't volatility on on that as well during the last couple of years. Uh, you know what's interesting is I was looking up uh, a, a few things, and, and here's what's interesting. Over the last 25 years, the S&P 500 has gained an average of 1.93% during the first quarter. Okay. Yeah, pretty interesting. A total that re- represents uh, only about 20% of the 25-year um, average annual return of about 9.69%. 51% of the index's overall gain has occurred during the fourth quarter, which, by the way, is also considered over the last 20 years the most volatile month. We always think of October as the month, uh, just like in 2016 when we saw the first quarter. You know, uh, so that was a, a 10% correction that we had for the S&P 500. Um, when, when I mean that in quotes, meaning that that's our correction level at 10%. Right. Uh, that was a 13.3% drop over the three months that ended uh, 2011-16. So that was two years ago. So if you think about you, you forget you forget how long the markets go when there's not a lot of volatility. You just get your you know you get your statement in the mail. You're like, wow, everything looks fantastic. Uh, I'm so happy I'm in there. And then you have a couple of these little bit of movements, and you it, it kind of snaps you back into reality. 
oh, yeah, this is a risky proposition for me to be in here. That's why I get these great returns. And it's a long-term proposition for and most it's healthy. investors. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually very upset, uh, and I went on, on the record of that in 2009. I was actually very upset when they started playing around with all all of the you know, all the adjustments that we're, we're making, including quantitative easing, to smooth out this massive blowout inside of our financial system. I remember that well. You remember me talking about oh, it. It's yeah. like, let it naturally work out because what's going to happen is it's going to create fear too long that it came back too fast. And we saw that. We saw double recession discussions and all kinds of things. This is a healthy adjustment. Who knows what the future is going to bring? Who knows what the year is going to be? I have no idea. But what I do know is, is people that are that are focused in on their long-term goals, this is my retirement money. It's not my money that I'm cashing out this month. You know, you have to be smart in the way you're coordinating and managing that money. Um, if you go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com, we actually have a workshop coming up this Tuesday. I'm going to be addressing a lot of these issues, including the big down downturn, how it was affecting uh, the markets, international, domestically, et cetera. We're going to be talking about that this Tuesday in Bellevue. We're offering a, a, a dinner, sorry, dinner, yeah. at 6.30 here in our office in downtown Bellevue. Lots of free parking, very simple side to get to. Um, I urge you to come to that if you're concerned about what's going on out there with all the different sectors. We're actually going to break it down by sector uh, in, in the U.S. economy plus the international components on what we're seeing. So if you go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com, you're going to be able to see that. If anything we're talking about, there's spar- anything we're talking about right now sparks an interest for you. Susan and I would love to, to answer your questions. Uh, 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. If you're new to our show, we've had retirement freedom now for, for we're in our ninth year. We haven't been on KTTH the whole time. Um, if you're new to our show, the way it works is you can call anytime with any question. Doesn't matter what we're talking about because we're here to answer your questions and we're more than happy to do that. Uh, we are one of the few financial companies that will actually take live calls on the air. I urge you to take advantage of that, <laughs> uh, especially when there's not a whole lot of business people out there doing things on a Saturday. Uh, we're, we're here to answer your questions if you're really concerned about what happened uh, yesterday. Once again, that's uh, 800-465-8770. You know, one piece of good news that I'm taking out of this is that I think as our economy continues to strengthen, and I do believe, you know, with all the, the changes with the tax law for corporations in particular, mm-hmm. we haven't really registered yet the impact of all of these jobs. That I are just completely coming agree. Online. I completely agree. I do yeah. believe, uh, uh, you know, the the co- the cost of money, inflation, mm-hmm. uh, rising on that. Now the the conservative investor actually might have a little bit of hope. If you are just coming into your retirement, I, I think a lot of folks have been very uneasy about having to be so equity based. Well, yeah. having a strong equity market also can provide for some decent returns for the conservative investor, mm-hmm. uh, either through dividends in quality companies on quality funds, as well as bonds. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm talking about, you know, as new issues are I mean, starting short to come duration. up. Short durations. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's some new opportunity there that... Um, 
the conservative investor of old um, yearns for. Yeah, and I think that uh, that is always the biggest concern when you're dealing with uh, increases on low volatility in the stock market is a lot of that fueled because people are running away from bonds because they're afraid of interest rates rising. Mm -hmm. And the irony is, is in this case with the new jobs coming out and the perception of inflation because of all the all the the money that's going to be hitting the market in, in consumption, that all of a sudden now. Uh, bonds aren't don't look so bad again, even when in a rising. And the irony is in a rising rate environment. Exactly. So you got to be smart in the type of bonds that you're buying and, and how how much you're adding to your portfolio and when you add it in. Right. Um. You know, there's a lot of different components that come into play when you're dealing with the bond side. You can't say that. You know what? I'm going to be uh, bonds are awful. I'm going to be 100 percent equity. Oh, and by the way, there's really no volatility right now. It'll be okay. Uh, you know what? I, I heard the same thing in 87. I heard the same thing in 2001, 2002. I really heard new paradigm because of the tech bubble. Right. 2008, it was, oh, it doesn't matter. You don't need income verification to, to do mortgages. It's, it'll be okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> everybody comes out with these statements. It's like, what are you crazy? Yeah. Really? Yes. Have, have you gone crazy? Has the dollar really driven you past the point of sanity? Uh, no, you can't remove the Glass-Steagall Act, Clinton, and, and let banks and, and, investment houses talk to each other. That was a big reason why we had an issue in the 30s. Remember that thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't do that stuff. You, you just can't. Not without consequences. In, unless you can convince me that 100% of all the greed's been removed from everybody in the U.S., then I would say, okay, you probably can do that. Not ever going to happen. Not going to happen. So so when you're looking at uh, you know all these different sides of where we are right now going for 2018, so much opportunity. There is. 21% flat tax rate. I mean, that is for corporations. That is that is just a blessing. If you're a small company investor, uh, if you're a mid-sized company, I'm talking about true mid-sized, not mega mid, like the, you know we're going in that direction these days. Uh, but you know these smaller companies, they need that extra money to go out and expand. Uh, and the re- there there is a reason why small and mid companies don't pay. I should say small these days don't pay a lot in dividends. Right. They need the money to right. expand. So now you can use what money they would have had in tax liability to expand their business. You don't think that's good for the company? It's great for them. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to have a lot. Jobs are going to be looking better. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, and, yeah, you're going to have some inflation. But, you know, I, I saw a couple of the uh, Fed governors uh, comment this last, you know, these last few days about this. And, you know, they're all saying, you know what, don't 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 assume that just because that happened that all of a sudden we're jumping to uh, off, off the plan. Right. You know, that that's how they that's how they say it is off, off the, plan. the plan. Right. We we told you what the plan is and we're not off that plan yet. Of course, the last statement they always make is, but we leave it open. <laughs> you know, we yet. leave the option open to be off the plan. Right. But from what they're seeing right now, nothing has changed for them. And uh, that should be good news now for the market again. Right, and sometimes we we have a tendency to always look at a downward trend as bad. And I think what we're really trying to communicate here today is is that, in some ways, it maybe is healthy. It's Mm -hmm. you know it's time for the market to have a little dampening, to correct to um, to more realistic levels. And I'm not I'm not um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I mean you know what I think that consumption sometimes can also be an advantage. Um, you know, around, uh, you know, what are we going to be doing with tariffs as new international products are being imported? And uh, I've got an interesting stat on that. 
a really interesting stat around a 20% tariff. I notice you don't, you don't like to share these with me before the show. I don't. It's, not, it's just no fun. I, I like to see the shock in your face, <laughs> the shock and awe. Uh, if you want to give a call into the show, please do. We'd be more than happy to take any question that you might have. It could be a question, comment. Maybe you want to have a question on your 401K or IRAs. It is IRA season, by the way. We have a, uh, you know, a lot of uh, knowledge around IRAs, pensions, 401Ks, all the stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate tr- investment trusts. Uh, throw me any question. I don't I, anything you want to throw this way that's important to you. We would be happy to answer. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to give some some interesting little uh, tidbits here. 800-465-8770 If you want to call in, 800-465-8770. Listen to Shane and Susan Retirement Freedom on AM seven seventy. Stay with us. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. This is your opportunity to get impartial answers to your questions from Jane Kloniger, Susan Carter, and Alex Carter. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Jane, Susan, and Alex will be right back. Hi, this is Susan Carter from the Retirement Freedom Show. You have two choices in building your retirement nest egg. You can go it alone or seek the advice of professionals. At SC Financial Group, we take great pride in the amount of time we invest in educating each one of our clients. We believe a well-educated investor who continues to learn about their individual portfolios, taxation and income needs has less fear of these same topics. We also believe with less fear of the unknown, better decisions are possible. Don't run with the fearful pack. Come to our educational retirement workshop and let us build your knowledge base and confidence. Our next dinner workshop will be on Tuesday, February 8th at 6.30 p.m. in our Bellevue office. Call to RSVP 425-451-2950 or go to our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and sign up today. Once again, the number to call, 425-451-2950 or our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Alex Carter from SC Financial Group with an important message. Don't let your fears and your past control your future or put yourself down for things that have already happened. Henry David Thoreau once famously said, never look back unless you are planning to go that way. Good advice, but let's face it. It is hard to not look back at your mistakes, especially when it comes to financial decisions. We understand your concerns like the feeling you are wasting your opportunities or being afraid your money is sitting and doing nothing, but also fearing any decision may make things worse. At SC Financial Group, our mission is to bring you both confidence and peace of mind knowing you are on track towards achieving your financial dreams. Start down the right path today and take advantage of our complimentary consultations and retirement analysis to find out how you can get moving forward again towards achieving your financial dreams. The first step is easy. Just call our Bellevue office at 425 451-2950 or go online to scfinancialgroup.com and request your complimentary consultation. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Shane Kloniger here, Susan Carter, just the two of us today. Retirement Freedom right here on AM 770 KTTH. You want to give us a call? We got a couple lines open. 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. 
Uh, we've got a few callers online right now. We're going to go to them in just a moment. Uh, we've got John in Issaquah, Bill from Gig Harbor, and uh, Sylvia from University Place. So hold on for just one second, guys, and I'll get right to you. Uh, I wanted to share something. The White House announced on the 22nd of January that tariffs on washing machines imported from foreign countries would be 20% tariff. Uh, 1.2 million washing machines that are imported from South Korea. Uh, I ran out, I looked at a couple numbers, and I, I mean, uh, they won't give the names, but I'm assuming it's one that starts with L and one that starts with an S, which is LG and Samsung. So I'm assuming those are the, the companies they're talking about. 2.4 million washing machines uh, over that last year that were sold. Uh, so about half of those come from South Korea. That's $168 million, uh, 20% of that. Not a bad deal. Right. So what they're doing now, though, is they're saying that the White House is saying both South Korean companies are considering building manufacturing plants in South Carolina and Tennessee because of the change. How long did it take them to come to that conclusion? I think in 10 minutes. <laughs> 20%, uh, there is a new a new sheriff in town for third, and then fourth would be coming. So, Yep, yeah. there we go. Uh once again, you're listening to Retirement Freedom, AM 770, 800-465-8770 if you want to call in. Let's go to uh, John in Issaquah. Hey, John, how are you? Yes, hello. How are you? Yeah. Th- thanks for calling um, in, John. I have a... Yes, yes, sir. I have a question. It's not whether or not to buy big mining stocks, but them as yeah. an indicator, more or less. You know, about, mm-hmm. about geez, I can't remember if it was two weeks ago we had that sudden correction in the morning that ended up being okay by the end of the yeah. day. And then, yes. of course, we had our Friday one um, right. yesterday. Uh, I noticed on those two varying days that one of the biggest mining stocks went up 7% on big volume, you know, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. But that didn't yeah. happen yesterday when the market went down even more. And I thought that would mean something, but I don't know what. And I was wondering if you could comment uh-huh. on it. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, well, um, are you when you're talking about big mining, are they on all precious metals or focused in on one? Oh, mainly gold. Yeah, just mainly question. gold. Mainly yeah. gold. I mean, you know, yeah. gold. Gold is I such can a. Tell you the name of it. Yeah, go ahead. That was Gold Core. It's supposed to be okay. the biggest. Uh, yeah. yeah. Producer. So here's the thing that that I always find interesting with gold is is that uh, there are so many different perceptions on what it's useful for. Right. Uh, you, you see this with right. and, and not only uh, it, it's also by region and, and precious metal. And what I find interesting is everybody in the world knows that the Canadians are the most efficient miners in the world. Right. So when the spot when the prices yeah. are, are dropping, everybody knows that the Canadian mines can stay open longer than anybody else. Right. Just because they're, they, they can be profitable at lower levels. Um, and so yeah, when you're yeah. talking about extraction, it does matter in, the, in North America. Just my first point there. Second is that when you're dealing with the markets on such a short play uh, and you're looking at uh, you know uh, just a few weeks and one drop is more than the other, it's always the perception of what the metal is good for. Um, you know, you always hear about hyperinflation. You hear about a weaker dollar. You hear that people say, well, if the market tanks and I at least can have gold to go buy water and bread kind of approach, right? Um, the question yeah, yeah. is always, what do you think it's good for? If it's a longer term position and you think the prices are, are better and you have half your portfolio in Canadian stocks and the other in global gold stocks, 
mining stocks. Um, you know, your personal positioning is, are you going to outlast everybody else or are they going to, um, you know, is the market then now going to correct back in, in the particular gold market? It, but the, here's the one fallacy in all of it. Everyone always assumes that gold's going to go up if the stock market goes down. You probably noticed that already, right? Yeah, on Friday it didn't happen, yeah. It didn't happen. No, and, and it doesn't happen when you need it the most, right? If if you're afraid of paper paper ownership and the one time when you need gold to go up, and that is your hedge, if you will, right, using it as a pure hedge, and it doesn't happen, how much confidence do you have in the hedge now? I have zero, right? Um, and, and so yeah, there is the reason why I'm coming back to that, John, is there is no reason. <laughs> Just so there is no correlation. Um, it, a lot of it's perception, and like you said, you saw huge volume because it was probably the first indicator that hit on somebody's spreadsheet that that was possibly going to be the, the hedge to have for the month. Don't you have um, one really amazing slide that you put up at the workshop that's coming up on Tuesday that looks at that? I do. Yeah. I do. I have a comparison that includes the currencies around the world, the GDP, as well as how the effect is for gold. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you should come to that, John. Either that or I'll send it to you. Just email yeah. me. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh, yeah. Retirement Freedom, AM 770, KTTH 800 465 8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. If you'd like to uh, give us a call, ask a question, we'd be happy to take any call. And, and John, thank you for that. It's an excellent question. Uh, let's go to uh, Bill in Gig Harbor. Hey, Bill, how are you? Oh, oh, great, great. <laughs> Th- thanks Friday. for your call. Oh, actually, oh, you're welcome. Um, actually, I'm Friday. I'm first of all, I'm 61, and I'm on Friday. I cashed out on 80 percent of of my 401k into okay. cash okay and i've still got 20 percent into an aggressive kind of an aggressive fund okay so with the market changing and i kind of lucked out i think i saved myself about 30 or forty thousand dollars but in the meantime what do i do what, what do i dollar cost that or what do you suggest i do with that yeah, yeah. lump sum of well, cash let, right now let me ask you this bill uh when is your targeted retirement date Probably 10 years. I mean, I'm looking at maybe to where I can cash out and maybe start using it in 10 years. Okay. All right. Maybe five so, to 10 years. I don't know. I don't really need. You don't really need it. The money now. Okay. Not really? Let me let me ask you this. When you say cash out, what did you cash out? What was your, were you in all, were you all stock market based stuff? Were you all, you know, uh, pretty, all aggressive? Pretty aggra- I mean, it was pretty, um, I think I had a 24% return line. It was a pretty aggressive fund. Okay. I mean, all right. Yeah. So I no. If you were at twenty four percent, you're probably almost all equity, right? Pretty much at all equity. I think it was. It was through Fidelity. It was an all mostly equity funds. Okay. All right. Um, so is that where you normally sit in your portfolio, or, or is it just the last few years that you started shifting there because of how well the markets were doing? Yeah, I normally am not in that position. No, because okay. I don't mm-hmm. want to right. risk. A lot. Risk I'm it. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, so sorry, we got a little bit of delay there. I apologize. You've done uh, well, but, and you want to not undo what has happened. Is that's what I'm hearing. Exactly. Right. You're exactly right. Yeah, Susan. What do you? What? What? Go ahead, Susan. What? What's your thought on that? Well, I would say you, the worst thing you could do is sit in cash. 
because that's now just the opposite position of where you have been. And there's risk in sitting in cash as well. I like the idea of moving to a more of a more balanced approach that's going to fit it's going to comport to your natural personality. Um, I don't know that I would buy all in on one day. Uh, no. I, I think that I would take my time and um, be opportunistic about mm-hmm. the the sectors of the of the market that I would first go to. I'd use what um, has worked well for you in that find things that are undervalued the, the sectors right now that have the most likelihood of, of upward growth start mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think, Bill, one of the things that is always the hardest thing when you're buying out to, as your, or when you're selling out of a position as your hedge to go to cash to prevent the market going down is that you got to have two good calls. You also have to have the right one to buy back in. Right. Um, right. and so, uh, that that's always the hardest part. It's not in the moment, you know, vetting yourself out as an investor and feeling good about your about your um, you know your sale or whatever to pre- protect the money. What always comes around though is if the market shoots back up and goes up another five percent for February, that's where the anxiety sets, right? Because you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But what you did was the right thing for yourself because of what you were feeling. And and so uh, now you have to look forward and say, okay, now what's my best way to get the most out of this decision? And I would say that you slowly move back into the market in February, take a quarter of it every week and reevaluate on what you want to do. I am going to throw one other idea out to you that, that I find interesting that I, in working with a lot of those types of accounts is that if you, instead of going to cash, if you go to a balanced account, Mm-hmm. Okay, which is going to be a blend oh, of bonds yeah. and stocks. Right. Right. And if the stock market goes up, you're going to get a better return than if you were in cash. If the stock market goes down, you have a policy with yourself that you're going to then take the balanced account and buy back into the S&P 500. Right. Now you're buying more yeah. shares if things don't go well. If they do go well, you're not sitting in cash earning nothing. You're not going to make as much as being in, you know, 100% stock like you were, but that wasn't serving your purpose. So I would say Correct. do that. That would be, that's the way I would handle going back into your dollar cost averaging methodology. But at least right from the beginning, you're not in 75% cash and you still have an option. The, the saving grace here is you don't plan on tapping it for 10 years. So, you know, you're buying yourself a lot of time, but you're being smart and not giving back all 24%. Right. Exactly. So put it all, I mean, it's kind of a dollar cost average. Like you said, just it is. Lot, it is. maybe half of it into a balanced fund right away. Yeah. Just one week at a time or, yeah. I mean, like here, you said. Okay. No, I, that's that's what I would look at. But here, here's the big question, right, for you is, is this a flash crash type of thing? Is this just going to go down one day and bounce back up? We don't know that yet, right? It hasn't been vetted out. So even if you waited another week, you might be able to get a better direction on on which, you know, how is that going to be perceived back in the market? Mm-hmm. And that's your big fear, right? Okay. It's not 600 points, which is only 2.5%, like we said. Your big fear is that you're we're going to drop 2,500 points. Right. That is my, I mean, it, it, it could happen, and then, then I'm thinking, okay, that, but it really wouldn't be a mistake over the 10 year period, but it's jumping in and out is difficult, like yeah. you said. No, so, absolutely. And okay. you know what? I, I, I would invite Pretty you to come advice. to the workshop on Tuesday. 
um, because I'm going to be breaking down all the sectors and where I think the opportunity is. And I've made some small adjustments based on what just happened over this last three weeks. Um, I would, really? I would, okay. I, I think you would really benefit from it. And it's not a salesy type thing. We just, you know, it's just purely okay. educational. Um, but I think that, you know, based upon the choices that you had in the 401k, you might be able to pull something out from it that might really be an advantage for you. I'd agree. Well, thank you. I think I, okay. I think I will. I'll, uh, okay. I'll check it on the website and get the address and. I'll, Absolutely. I'll happy to see you Tuesday. H- happy to see you. Well, you just walk up and introduce yourself. Come up and introduce yourself and say, hey, I was the one that called in on the 401K. Okay. Thanks again. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for your call. Appreciate right, bye. it. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, you know, great call. Uh, Absolutely. You know, Susan, we see this a lot. Uh, we see people struggling with, is the, is the market overpriced? Am I missing something? Is this Was this a glaring signal that slapped me in the face and I didn't take it? Mm-hmm. And now I feel foolish when the market's down 2,500 points if I would just hung around for a while. Um, you know, having that balanced approach, I think, I think does matter. Uh, you listen to Retirement Freedom right here on AM 770 KTTH, 800-465-8770. Uh, let's take a quick break. Once again, that's AM 770 KTTH. Listen with Shane and Susan, Retirement Freedom, 800-465-8770. Sylvia, hang on. We're coming to you first. Everybody else uh, is going to get in line behind you. Stay with us. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane, Susan, and Alex will be right back. Did you know the type of account you open with a financial firm could affect how you communicate with them as well? There are some accounts that require your financial advisor to call you with every investment decision to be made. This includes making a trade on a difficult market day when the advisor recommends to sell a position. If you are not available, then the trade does not occur without your approval. A discretionary advisory account, however, allows you to designate your financial advisor as a fiduciary to make prudent investment decisions on your behalf. This allows the advisor to make decisions during all hours without your direct okay on each trade made. If you would like your advisor to manage the account to do the best of their abilities and not call you during your me time, then give SC Financial Group a call, 425-451-2950. That's 425-451-2950. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The investment world is very unpredictable. It can be a great advantage to be an investor, but watching your investments can turn into a second job. Have you had the proper training for your new position? Can you afford to make several mistakes along the way to your retirement due to lack of knowledge? At SC Financial Group, we want to take on this challenge for you. We design all types of retirement plans every day based on our clients' wishes. Whether you're 30 or 70 or somewhere in between, having a proper strategy in place is invaluable. We invite you to come in for an initial complimentary consultation and let us give you some perspective on where you stand. Call us at our Bellevue office at 425-451-2950. You don't have to tackle your retirement planning alone. Once again, that number is 425-451-2950. That's 425-451-2950. 
Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back, everybody. Shane Kloniger here, Susan Carter, and uh, we're taking calls. 800-465-8770 if you want to call in right here on AM 770 KTTH. Uh, once again, that's Retirement Freedom, 800-465-8770. Uh, Sylvia had uh, had something else to do, so she had to jump off the phone, but uh, she did have a question about some stock market help, and I'll tell you the best thing you can do is come to our workshop on Tuesday. We're covering all of that. And I promise it's very visual. It's easy to follow along. There's no charge for that. We're offering dinner to anybody who wants to come. Uh, once again, that's right here in Bellevue, Washington, which is where we do our show from. Uh, and we're happy to meet anybody who wants to come in and, and, uh, show you the full presentation. We share all of our knowledge. Anybody who knows us in the area, this is our ninth year having a retirement freedom knows that we share our knowledge freely. Uh, and so we're not just going to give you the, the little bits that just to entice you and then keep the black box on the side for what our real knowledge base is. We're sharing all of it. So I, I strongly urge you to go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com and sign up for that. Uh, it's a great educational. A it really workshop. is. We get good feedback on it. That's why we keep yeah. doing it. Um, and while you're there, we also do a, a, a retirement workshop that's separate. It's more of the design thing. So if you're going in or considering, I don't even know what, what I should be doing in retirement in designing my IRAs, pensions, Social Securities, Medicare, Medicaid, if that's your if that's your issue, all of that stuff. I'm looking forward to that one. That, that, that's a fun one. Uh, we always have a lot of fun. We have good questions on that. Uh, so, Sylvia, I, I, if you're looking for some stock market help, I urge you to come to that. I think that's really going to be uh, uh, a big help for you if that's what you're looking at for 2018. Uh, let's go to uh, line two, Pat from Kirkland. Hey, Pat, how are you? Good. Just Good. Uh, you... Capital gains. Yeah, you had a capital gains on selling a home. Was that your question? Yes, it is. I don't know how okay. it works. It used to be that you could uh, reinvest in a couple of years and avoid capital gains. Now they've changed right. the laws. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, they have. It's more... It's more different limitations. Uh, actually, they went away with the, uh, they have an exclusion approach now rather than, uh, that you have to roll it into a new house. They, you know, basically they exclude a certain amount and you can do whatever you want with it. Uh, Susan, you want to share the details on that? Pat, are you married? Uh, no. Forward question on my part. I apologize. <laughs> uh, right. The reason, the reason being is, is that that exclusion is is limited then just to you as an individual at two hundred and fifty thousand. Um, you've got then also all of the usual math of the the original cost basis versus the selling point. Take the exclusion plus anything that you have um, good records for in terms of improvements to yeah. the home. What's your just just uh-huh. just ballpark, Pat? What's your uh, capital gain on the house if you're looking to sell? Uh, probably six hundred thousand. About six hundred. Okay, then that that will come into play, um, unless you're you're planning on getting married real quick. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> no. in your plans. Okay, <laughs> so uh, you're you're at the two fifty level, um, and that that's basically you know Susan had mentioned that it, that's really on whatever is the taxable components so did you put a lot of work into the place a little bit not much um it's it's very nice piece of property but just basically is there a percentage i mean uh, uh, if you you know you buy for this you sell for this what's left over and then the improvements and you put that all in lump sum and then there's math that they want sure sure absolutely what is that math (laughs) 15 percent 
What is it? Basically. 15%? Oh, after you've done the math on it and you come to your final number, then you're looking at a 15% rate on the cap gains. Yeah. So if, okay. uh, well, what's your improvement? What's your improvements in there, Pat? How much have you improved right. the house, you think? Oh, I don't know. It hasn't been a lot, hasn't needed it. And uh, so okay. it's only been around 50,000. Like you know, so. Oh, 50,000. Wow. Okay. So that, I mean, that. That also gives you that extra exclusion, right? Which, if you think about it, that means that's three hundred thousand out right of that there. you don't have to. Right. Um, and so now you're looking at somewhere around with all the taxes and everything else. You're probably looking at around forty to forty-five grand, is my guess. But we're not tax accountants. Okay. I can't calculate that for you legally. But what I can tell you is well, based I- upon. You know, but based upon what what you told us, that's about the range that you're in, and yeah, um, and you've never been married before, correct? Are you are you no, going I through? Have, I have, but that's just you have. But I just wanted to know kind of the numbers, and you've helped me out there, and that's what I was looking for. So I appreciate okay, it. you got it. Right. You bet, now, Pat. Hey, Pat. Thank you. I got oh. one more question for you, Pat. Are you um, still yeah. working, or are you retired? Oh no, I work. I work. I okay. got about ten years. All righty. Okay. Because if you were retired, we would talk about how you might want to turn off other income sources to offset. But For that year. Yeah. You don't want to do that if you got 10 more no, years. No, you need that <laughs> paycheck. Oh, yeah. You need that paycheck. I'd rather pay the taxes and take the salary. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to be next in line, we got some lines open. Retirement Freedom here on AM 770 KTTH. We're live here the morning of the 3rd, February the 3rd. Uh, we'll take any question financially related. Happy to take it. Uh, we appreciate all the calls. 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. We're going to go to Lee in Kirkland. Hey, Lee, how are you? Doing good, flying down the freeway. All right. I, I, I recognize that tire noise. So, uh, uh, did you have a question on uh, the uh, tax liability on IRA? Yes, uh, I have. I have about a million in one in my IRA. The wife has a couple. She's still working and will retire for about another six months. I've been okay. retired for about ten years. Okay. I'm in the required minimum distribution case right now, and okay. I and I've got a fair amount of tax liability from those IRAs, and wonder if I should start converting those over to my regular account and paying the taxes at this point or, or letting it ride. Um, yeah, no, that, that is a great, uh, a great thought. Here's the thing is that if you were going to go through the process of actually paying the uh, taxes on your traditional IRA, okay, um, I would say that before the before legislation comes back around and says that you can't do this, is if you're going to go ahead and pay the taxes, then I would convert it to a Roth that does not have any future required minimum distributions on it unless it becomes an inherited IRA. And the reason why is then all the gains that you're going to get is always going to be tax-free after that point. Um, the, if, I, uh, if I'm paying the taxes on it, why not just put it over in my regular account? Well, then your regular account is going to be, again, accumulating dividends and tax, liability. and tax liabilities that you have to pay taxes on versus put it into the Roth. Yeah. Let it grow okay. tax-free. Yeah, that, and that's the reason why. But the other side of that is is I would, I would urge you to do a side-by-side comparison of looking at all the different options based on what you're looking at because what can come into play, too, is if uh, we didn't really talk about the investment side of it, but if you were going to sell it out and put it all into muni bonds, then that is all tax-free as well. Correct. Right? So, But unless you were going to put it all into munis, it's probably more tax-efficient for you to put it into the Roth, and then whatever you take out, any time you take out, is going to be tax-free. 
couple other thoughts okay. for you. After. Uh, you said your wife is six months from retirement, so is her income a, a substantial contribution to your overall uh, family income. income? Well, it is. She's she's a, she's a six-figure income person. Okay. Okay. So timing on that is also important because you are going to be adding on to that income this year. And if she's only six months out from retirement, you may want to take a look at um, a, an alternative of, yeah. of delaying that. How close is she to her to her RMD age, Lee? Uh, about six years. About six years. So she's does she have a four? I'm assuming she has a 401k at work as well. That's that's what her IRA is. That's her 401k. Oh, it's her 401k. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So if she's if she's, uh, you know, she'll have about five years or so, and then you're going to have to pile that on top for your your income. So you're also have to look at controlling your income without getting taxed heavily through your 70s. Um, and uh, one last question for you, Lee: Is does either one of you have a pension? Uh, yes, I. In, in fact, my my income, regardless of the distributions, is about sixty a year. Okay, all right. Two, uh, three pensions, and uh, Social Security. Okay, are you um, are you are you guys besides her salary? Um, where are you as far as your spending? Are you are you have to dip into your assets heavily right now? My guess is no. Not at all. We don't we don't need the money at all. In fact, we're. We continue to build our savings accounts pretty steadily. Okay, that and I'm assuming the RMD is you're looking at that as just a tax liability right now that you don't want to take, right? Yeah, it's roughly forty a year, and yeah. everything's paid for. The houses are paid for, the cars are paid for. Uh, we have no debt. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, and that's that's the reason why that if you were going to go ahead and here's the here's the issue though is that. Um, when you take out your required minimum distribution, you have to pay taxes on it no matter what, right? But where you put that Correct. money to not let it keep building for more tax liability, especially if you're looking at doing some conversions or, or you know, uh, because when those RMDs all hit, you're going to have your tax liability is going to be massive. It's the RMD that's the issue, not where your tax rate's going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, okay. but, uh, but yeah, if you want any help with that, we we do modeling in the office for all those different combinations, and it's just on one single sheet. It's actually really helpful. Uh, if you want any help with that, just let us know. Uh, we do it every month. So, okay. Well, thank you very okay, much. Okay. Th- thanks for your call. Hopefully that helped you. Lots going into that. Things that you know we real there's. I had tons of questions in my mind that, you know, the types that I would ask in, in person that would make a huge difference in, in mm-hmm. overall strategy too. What is, what is the accumulation there for? Is it against potential long-term care needs later on? Is it right. for a giving and um, estate transference? You know, those, just answering those two questions would make a, a difference too in the way that you might want to position the money that's coming yeah. out of the 401k. Well, the other thing that we didn't talk about are any stock options or anything else that might actually be there that will affect the entire flow of cash mm-hmm. itself, the cash flow itself. Uh, that's always the hardest thing through your late sixties into your early seventies if you're retiring because of usually if you're in that situation, the required minimum distributions uh, you know, are so massive. Right. Uh, and then they get worse because as you age, 
even if the account balance was the same, the required minimum distribution has to go up because based on your age. So it, it can get to a point where, you know, everyone's laughs at that and they say, oh, yeah, that's the best thing if I just had tons of cash coming in. Actually, it's not when you analyze it. You're giving most of it back to the IRS. Well, exactly. And my um, point about like looking at if that's their hedge against, um, uh, long-term care or, or health issues, right? being forced to take that money out isn't a favor to that person because right. you are. You're offsetting it with the taxation. No, absolutely. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to take uh, Charlene from Kent and then Jeff from Linwood. You're next. 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. If you want to give us a call, you're listening to Shane and Susan, Retirement Freedom. On AM seven seventy one. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. Shane, Susan, and Alex will be right back. So call in now to get free impartial answers to your questions. The lines are open at one 800 465 8770 That's 800 465 8770 Hi, this is Shane Kloniger of SC Financial Group with a tip on managing your portfolio. Do not get complacent just because the stock market is going up. Managing your portfolio requires constant attention to many different areas that may have an effect on your outcome. Tax issues and legislation, interest rate changes, world news, politics, and investor perception all combined will create a volatile environment. The specific blend of investments in your portfolio will respond differently. At SC Financial Group, we understand these aspects and want to help you understand them as well. If you feel like you need some clarity on your retirement position or portfolios, please call us in our Bellevue office at 425-451-2950 or request a complimentary consultation through our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Once again, the number to call is 425-451-2950 or through our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Susan Carter. As a listener to our show, you know that we cover a broad range of topics, and I truly enjoy the live call-ins. We understand, however, that not everyone is comfortable coming on the air to talk about personal finances, and we want to make sure you get your questions answered. Serving our community by providing this educational show is just one way we help. We also offer free financial consultations and provide you a personal retirement analysis at no charge. Feel free to call us anytime during the week if you'd like to have a question answered or request your own personal consultation. The floor is yours, so give us a call at our office, 425-451-2950, or simply visit our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and you can type in your request there. Thanks again for listening today, and I hope we'll hear from you soon. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back, everybody, to Retirement Freedom on AM 770. KTTH 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. We're going to go right away to uh, Charlene and Kent. Hey, Charlene, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Um, I wanted to know um, that a caller you had previously about selling a home. Um, mm-hmm. My husband and I are married, and um, we'll be selling our home in the next year or two. Okay. And um, 
So I wanted to know all the details about that. Sure. Are you? Um, do you know how much? Uh, what the house is worth and what you paid for it? Um, the house is worth. <clears throat> it's actually a mobile home, but a nice one and okay. unusual, and it's worth um, about three hundred um, thousand, maybe three hundred and forty thousand um, dollars. Okay, something like that. Sure. Yeah, because of the exclusion of a half a million for married, if you're married individuals, and you are you doing joint taxes? I'm assuming. Yeah. A joint tax form. Uh, yeah, we we're not CPAs and we're not tax attorneys, but what I can tell you from the financial side that when we work with clients is we know there's a five hundred thousand uh, dollar exclusion there, so you're not going to have to pay any capital gains on the sale of the house. So we're not going to have to pay what? Any capital gains on the sale of the house. You still have excise and you know expenses associated with it, but you're not going to have to pay any capital gain tax on the sale of the home. Do you have your radio on? By any chance? Yeah. Am I supposed to turn it off? <laughs> yeah, you turn it down. You're, you're yeah. probably hearing me in three different ways. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. driving me crazy. Okay. <laughs> that's what happens to us sometimes too. We understand. Uh, so, okay. uh, but yeah, so you're not going to have to pay any capital gains taxes on um, on the, the sale. sale of the house. Okay. Good. Good news. Mm-hmm. You have a okay. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Do you have any other comments it. about it? Uh, no, not, not really. really. I mean, if you do, you use a tax person. Do you have a tax accountant? Um, or a, well, you? we did recently. Yeah, we did okay. in the last couple of years because we uh, we had this fella help us out. Um, he called himself a financial advisor. I don't know. He well, no, you're going to want a tax person for that. I wouldn't yeah. call him. Great, by any means. Yeah. Well, well, I can't. I can't tell you, you know, what to do because we're not tax accountants or tax. We're not tax people. But what I can tell you is, it's not a difficult process if you just go to like, you know, uh, a regular uh, tax preparer. Um, There really is nothing special you have to do in this situation. Okay. 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 Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let's go to, well, first of all, uh, Susan, do you have any more comments on that before I, no, I thought we covered that one pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listeners and we're all learning about, cause there's so much interest to turn the radio. Yeah. To turn the radio down. (laughs) Thanks. So Charlene. (laughs) And I wish you good luck with the sale. Yeah. And most importantly, anything that we're talking about on the show, remember we're not tax accounts and we're not preparers. Uh, we're really coming at it from the side that we see when we do our financial planning. We follow the guidelines provided to us. Which is we tell you to go to a tax person right. to verify. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to uh, line one, Jeff and Linwood. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I've got some questions. I've got some questions about um, using home equity. And I know okay. there's, uh, I could do a line of credit, uh, cash out refi, or. Yeah. Other options. I was wondering uh, if you have any suggestions. As sure, to, um, that's a great question. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Uh, what do you, what What are the purposes of the money you're going after? What, what do you What I'll do you need the money some, for? Had to pay off some uh, higher interest debts. Okay. All right. How much equity do you think yeah. you have in the house, or have you checked out to see if you can get an equity line? Uh, yeah, they, they send me offers all the time, but 
uh, <laughs> yeah, of course there's so. a little catch, and that is that um, we have our uh, main living place in Linwood, mm-hmm. but we have a okay. vac- uh, vacation house uh, elsewhere in Washington State that is paid okay. for free and clear. And okay. we're not not in the uh, the point where we want to sell that yet. Okay, are you are you still working, Jeff? No, I'm retired. Oh, you are. Okay. Um, so, uh, do you do you stay in both properties during the year, or are you just kind of holding uh, no, one, we, or are you renting one out? We mainly live in uh, the Linwood location and okay. visit the uh, summer cabin. Uh, that sounds nice. Uh, very envious. That yeah. sounds nice. Do you uh, intend to stay in the home? that you're in now well not for too much longer i mean any it, idea it, how much longer well maybe two or three years okay because that factors yeah. in there too yeah yeah so he, here's the thing is when you're dealing with the uh, home equity lines of credit is um you know you got to be careful on the what type you actually are, are you know are utilizing are you have you looked around at all? Are there any ones that you're thinking about? Maybe that's the best way for me to, to answer that question. Are you thinking yeah, check, variable or the, fixed? Uh, or? I've, I've checked into different banks and I can get a home equity line of credit for for like a five point five or under six percent rate, which is better than the uh, outstanding debt rate of twelve percent. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing: is when you're using home equity lines of credit is um, you know, if you're not planning on selling it soon or anything like that, you don't have to deal with that in the sale of a home, obviously, because, um, you know, basically there's a second that's put on the house. Uh, typically, you have to go mm-hmm. through the same bank that has the primary. Um, you know, it's usually the easiest thing to do. And a lot of the rates are very similar. The programs aren't, though. So you got to make sure it's not a balloon or something like that, which yeah. I would be careful on. Um, are, do you have enough cash flow that you can keep paying down the home equity line of credit once you take it out, or are you just going to kind of let it sit there? What do you, What are your thoughts? I'd probably pay it down because uh, we'd be saving some money on the uh, you know the higher interest rate. That- okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're using the differential to pay it down, uh, you know you can figure yeah. out the, your own payoff schedule. Just use it like a regular uh-huh. amortization schedule, and you can find them on the internet. Is just run that through, and then you have your end date. You want to make sure, though, that that end date matches the type of program that you're getting involved with through the bank, so that you don't have to come up with some extra cash much earlier than you know right. you, the way you want it to go. Right. So that that I think that's yeah, you, the most you, important part. You brought up a point, and that is that I didn't think of before. Uh, I can get a second from my primary loan holder. Uh, you you can go out and here here's the differential now though is is that you're not allowed to uh, write off the interest on the home equity line of credit after the twenty after this recent tax package went through, okay? Uh, so you okay. got to be careful on the seconds and the HELOCs uh, based on the property mm-hmm. and whether you're you're doing your primary or your secondary. So just keep that straight. But here's the biggest question: we're running out of time. I just want to answer this for you. The biggest thing is whether you go with a fixed rate or a variable rate. And I strongly urge you to go with the fixed rate right now. Okay? Okay. Yep. Thanks for your thanks Thanks. for your call, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. 
Uh, if you want to learn more about our firm, you can go to our website, scfinancialgroup.com, 800-465-8770 is the number to the station. For next time around, you can call us at 425-451-2950. Uh, we'll be here for another half hour or so. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. And don't forget about that workshop this Tuesday. Go Eagles. You've been listening to Retirement Freedom with your hosts, Shane Kloniger, Susan Carter, and Alex Carter, and sponsored by SC Financial Group. If you would like to meet personally to discuss your financial and retirement options, call 425-451-2950 to schedule your free consultation. That's 425-451-2950. And be sure to join us again next Saturday morning at 11, right here on AM 770 KTTH, for another edition of Retirement Freedom.